Good Saturday morning to you. Pat Bostic here for the next hour, Panthers Insider. Prepping you, getting you ready for pit football tonight, 8 o'clock kickoff, Acrisure Stadium, as you heard from Joel Nelson. 8 o'clock kickoff against the North Carolina Tar Heels, the 17th-ranked Tar Heels with quarterback Drake May. We'll break that game down. Panthers coming off consecutive losses to Cincinnati and West Virginia out of conference, so ACC play begins tonight in earnest, a clean slate and an opportunity for this pit team to get back on the right track. Want to hear from you today, 412-928-9370. I know you guys have opinions, questions, and I'm going to pr- try to provide some answers or at least perspective for the fans out there wondering how this team gets back on the right track because there's a lot it needs to do to do just that. But first, we're going to start in the high notes. We're going to hit the high notes to start the show. The Pitt Hall of Fame, Athletics Hall of Fame dinner was last night, and I look forward to it every year. Uh, it does make for a late Friday night for me uh, prior to an 8 o'clock show the next day, but it's all worth it. Plenty of material to talk about, uh, and last night did not disappoint. Uh, for those of you that, that aren't aware, the, the Pitt Athletics Hall of Fame did not exist until five years ago. A.D. Heather Lake brought that into existence, which may seem like a common sense decision. However, when you consider that you know, Pitt Athletics has been competing for how long? Pitt football for 130-some-odd seasons. Um, every year you didn't implement a Hall of Fame, it gets a little bit harder to, to not only implement it, but to decide who gets in the first class, the second class, the third class. For instance, Matt Cavanaugh recruited me to Pitt, obviously was a great player, All-American, led Pitt to its 1976 national championship season. Uh, just got in the Pitt Hall of Fame, and uh, that that is, uh, I, I think, just a microcosm of the classes that are before him. Uh, but for him and Larry Fitzgerald and the late Chris Dolman and Reuben Brown, uh, from a football perspective, to get into the Hall of Fame in class number five, I think, speaks to the history of Pitt athletics and and the Clive Vaughn, uh, who who all we all love to watch. The highlights of, I never saw him play in person, I know many of you have, um, certainly provided some great memories, an excellent shooter. The, just the the historical figures that have worn the pit script, some other logos as well, uh, that get into the Hall of Fame, I think the depth of classes will just continue to be astounding. Um, so kudos to Heather for, for getting that Hall of Fame going. Last night was a wonderful dinner. The stories were outstanding. I got to give a couple shout outs. So this is crazy. Tyler Palco is really good friends with Larry. Larry was in town. Of course, they, they find a way to play golf um, yesterday prior to the Hall of Fame with Coach Walt Harris, Coach Brian Deal. Coach Harris, on hole number eight at Nevillewood, gets his first hole-in-one. Probably hasn't played golf with Larry in a few years. Gets a hole-in-one. Pretty special and I think a sign of, uh, obviously, fate because uh, Coach Harris plays a lot of golf, and for that to be his first hole-in-one with Larry and Tyler was was really cool. Also want to give a shout out, uh, a great Pitt Panther, um, sadly passed away yesterday, Gordy Oliver. Gordy was very active in the in the VLC, the Letterman's Club, um, really present here in the in the South Hills and out towards the airport, organized and, and was a spearhead for our football alumni golf outing every year at Montour Country Club, uh, Montour Heights rather, and he was um, just, a, just a great human being and a great Pitt Panther and Pitt man. Uh, so, Gordy, you know, rest in peace and uh, our, our thoughts and prayers with your family uh, as they will certainly be missing you as will your extended Pitt family. But but last night, 
you know, that it was just um, a special group of people that, that got together. Over 600 Pitt fans, donors, alumni, teammates, coaches in attendance to usher in the fifth class, the 2023 class of the Pitt Athletics Hall of Fame. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't pound the table a little bit about one guy. Um, certainly, I love Matt Cavanaugh. We're going to talk about football a lot today, so we'll stick to football right now. Matt Cavanaugh, Larry Fitzgerald's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's absolutely no doubt about it. That gold jacket is already made. It's already fit. Uh, whenever that clock hits five years, he is in. There is no doubt about it. Uh, and certainly the late Chris Dolman, who we lost far too young. You know, you're, you don't remember the footsteps in which he followed. Following Ricky Jackson and Hugh Green, everyone's wondering who is going to replace that production. Chris Dolman picks up right where they left off and becomes one of the most dominant pass rushers in the history of not only Pitt, uh, but professional football. But Reuben Brown, I'm going to just rattle off some stats. The nine-time Pro Bowler, nine-time All-Pro, went to eight consecutive Pro Bowls. Played for the Bills, played for the Bears. Now, if you looked at him and saw him now, you wouldn't know he played offensive line. But this is one of the, the best offensive linemen in the history of both organizations. Yet to get his Canton call. And as we were at the Hall of Fame in Canton this August and watching Darrell Revis deservedly get in, can't help but wonder when Ruben's time will come. And it needs to come. I mean, how many players can say they went to eight consecutive Pro Bowls? And to consider his story, came to Pitt as a D lineman. Came to Pitt as a defensive lineman recruited by Coach John Majors and makes the – or played for Coach John Majors. I'm not sure he was actually recruited by Coach Majors. I think he was right in that transition period before the, the Majors 2 campaign started. Makes the switch to offensive lineman and proceeds to go on to an all-pro career. Played for some very good teams. Obviously, the man deserves to get into Canton. So whatever, whoever's got power out there, if you know somebody with a vote, we need to pound the table for Reuben Brown, a college football Hall of Famer as well. He deserves to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Had to go off on that tangent this morning. Just think about it first thing when I woke up. And uh, Reuben is a special person and obviously a special, special player. Transitioning. Obviously, there's a football game today. And we're going to really dig into this matchup next segment. Wes Durham's going to join the show at 8.40, 8.45 as we head and close out the show in the third segment. Wes will be doing the play-by-play tonight on the ACC Network. Again, an 8 o'clock kickoff at Akershire Stadium. Mr. Hillgrove will not be with us tonight. He is in Vegas with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jeff Hathorn, our sports director here at KDKA and 93.7 The Fan, will be on the call of the play-by-play. Larry Richard will handle pregame and sideline. And the All-American scoring Doran Dickerson will be on the sideline as well. And his thoughts and input are always appreciated, not only pregame, but during the game. I add a lot of perspective to our broadcast. But this is a pretty pivotal game for Pitt. And I know there's been a lot of storylines throughout the week. Um, fans, people clamoring for a quarterback change. Pat Narduzzi confirms that Phil Jakovic will start tonight uh, in this football game. But the Panthers have lost two consecutive games for the first time in quite a while and against teams they should have beat, period. And that's nothing That's nothing negative against West Virginia or Cincinnati. But but I do believe, you know, with adequate offensive play, Pitt wins both those games. If you look at 
how this team's played defense. 211 total yards for West Virginia last week. Despite some first-half struggles against Cincinnati, stopping the run really kept Cincinnati in check. A couple really good catches uh, you know, led to points for the Bearcats. But you look at the last six quarters of football, really the Panthers have only given up points on short fields. Jakovic fumble in the third quarter of the Cincinnati game. Two picks returned deep in pit territory against West Virginia that lead to 10 points. And you're still in one-score ball games for the most part. Obviously, the West Virginia score ended up being an 11-point ball game. But 10 points of those, 10 of those 11 were scored on 13 yards of, of field position. You're not going to win a whole lot of games doing that. So I would contend that while we want this offense to explode and we know that this offense needs to play better tonight and score points tonight against Drake May in North Carolina, it first needs to get out of its own way. And I'd say the same thing with, with Phil Dracovic. And I'm rooting like heck for Phil to play well tonight. Rooting like heck for it. I want it for him. And I know, I understand the frustration. Understand the frustration. I've been in his shoes. I've been the backup to, been the most popular guy in town. I get it. No one wants to win more than him and this team and all the coaches. They're giving him an opportunity to get back on the saddle tonight. And he's got to perform. But it's not going to take some sort of – he doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. He just needs to do his job. Use his feet where, when appropriate because that's been a, a bright spot for this offense is Phil running the ball. We saw it on the first drive against West Virginia. We saw it against Cincinnati. We certainly saw it against Wofford. And then just complete it. Complete the football. Avoid sacks, negative plays. Don't turn it over. He didn't need to go out there and, and throw for two touchdowns on the first two drives to keep his job. The negative plays need to be avoided. And that's what's hurt this football team. Now, ultimately, and we'll talk about this again as we really dig into this matchup, against the North Carolina team that we know about, Drake May, they've lost a lot at wide receiver, new offensive coordinator. Defensively, they're improved. They put a lot of emphasis on that. It's been their Achilles heel. I, I don't think this is a game Pitt's going to, you know, can win 2017. I think, I think 28 to 31 points will be necessary to win this football game. So you got to make some plays. That's not just Phil. That's catching the football. That's making a guy miss in the run game. You know, being your own blocker. Riding Rodney Hammond, like Pat Narduzzi said, we'll see tonight. Got 14 carries last week. Seven were on the first drive, though. For the remainder of the game, only seven attempts. So while these struggles are felt by all, they're, they tend to be funneled uh, towards one or two people, and they're the most important people, right? The head coach, the quarterback. All the blame, all the credit. But it'll take all 11 tonight offensively, and certainly this defense can do its part as well, getting takeaways when they're available. We'll dig into this matchup more. Want to hear from you, 412-928-9370. Your thoughts, your opinions, your questions. And I know what some of them probably will be. Who's going to the game tonight? Looking forward to seeing you out there. Should be a beautiful night for football. A little bit of a bite in the air. First day of fall, I do believe. Should be a great night for football at Acrisure Stadium. And doesn't this just feel like a game that Pitt will win? You may have your doubts, and I understand why, but this needs to be a game that the Panthers win.
Back with more breaking down this Pitt-North Carolina matchup next. You're listening to Panthers Insider on 93.7 The Fan.